0: hello everybody happy fucking new year 2023 it is exciting I was up north this weekend with some friends on a ski trip so that was a total blast I am lacking sleep a lot But we rang in the new year in the UP, which was so fun. And I absolutely love skiing. Think it's a total blast. But my room is definitely kind of a pigsty right now. I feel like a little disorganized, but it's break. And that's what it's all about. So this week, I kind of wanted to talk all things (laughs) New Year's resolution. As mentioned, it is a new year, 2023, which means it's a new opportunity to start fresh. It also (laughs) means that literally Everyone is talking about New Year's resolutions. Like, I swear, every single, well, duh, every single year, but everywhere I scroll on TikTok in the new year, there's like these massive mood boards and like these intricate day by day, step by step planners on how to achieve someone's 1 million New Year's resolutions on how to get the best body and the best job and the best look and the best this. And it's literally so overwhelming. And it also makes you feel like you should be doing something more. And it puts so much pressure around all of the resolutions. And of course, I'm someone, obviously, who is all about, you know, bettering yourself, improving yourself, taking steps, making the changes. But it is so, like... There's just so much pressure around it, and I almost hate it, and it almost takes away from the greatness of New Year's resolutions. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about this week is not just about the resolutions themselves and how to find them, but how to navigate them, how to make them stick, and just how to make them work for you. So... Obviously, everyone knows what New Year's resolutions are, but if you don't, they're when people set goals or intentions for their upcoming year, either changes they want to make, accomplishments they want to achieve, or just things they want to do and how they want their upcoming year to look like. So on our way back from up north, we stopped at Culver's. Well, we actually stopped up there on the way up as well. Of course, you have to. And I asked some of my friends, like, all right, I'm talking about it on this week's episode. What is your guys' New Year's resolutions? What's your take on it? And they all gave, obviously, different answers, which is kind of like the cool part about resolutions. It gives you an insight on someone else. Like one of my friends said he wants to spend more time in nature. One of them wants to start a new habit, learn a new instrument, learn a new language. Everything's different. I think that's so cool. But we definitely all agreed that, like I said, people put so much pressure on them. And a lot of times people use it as an excuse to delay progress or to delay starting something new, just being like, oh, I'll start that in the new year. Like, Say November, December, they want to start working out. They're like, oh, I'll just start that next year. 2023, I'll start that. And that's something I can agree on. Like, I really don't like New Year's resolutions for that reason because they kind of give people an excuse to push it off for longer. But I also feel like Many of the people make their New Year's resolutions like the day before or the day of or like us a couple days after. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just think that there's so much pressure on it and so much goes into making change. And it just does not have to be like that whatsoever. Also, I really do love New Year's resolutions because on a contradictory side of what I was just saying They do give people a chance to start fresh. They give you an opportunity to start something new and look at your year ahead and be like, okay, by the end of this year, I want X, Y and Z. I want to look like this. I want to eat like this. I want this job. And it kind of gives you a chance to start fresh, gives you a clean slate and to make the plan to achieve that. So later this episode, I want to hone in on how to make your goal specific, simple and achievable, because when I was talking about this topic to my brother, we both agreed that so many people make their New Year's resolutions like so vague or just so multiple, like there's so many of them and they're all like, I want to better myself or I want to be more confident or I want to be less hard on myself, which is great. All for that. Love that. Great ideas. But like, how are you going to do that? And a lot of times too, people choose so many different things they want to work on that it all just gets completely lost in the shuffle of it and they lose motivation and completely drop the ball. Whereas focusing in on like one or two specifics goes a long way. So before we get into those specifics on resolutions, I feel like it's important to start by something that I feel like works. I think that it's so important to reflect on your past year before you make plans or implement changes for the upcoming year. I think I've been doing this since either like 2014 or 2015. And I think it was completely accidental, but I write myself a letter at the end of every year about the year prior. And it's usually about like two pages long and I force myself to write it in like an informal voice and write it exactly how I speak it so that there's not so much pressure on making it sound a certain way or using a certain lingo. It's just exactly how I speak. So it's exactly how I experienced the year. And I love that. And it really forces me to reflect on the year prior And so many times I feel like we are focused on what's next, like what can I change, what can I do, I want to start now, and we're so addicted to becoming better and growing and changing that we never take the time to see how far we've come. And a lot of times that's so important because when you reflect on what works for you, you also reflect on the why. Why did that work for me? What steps did I take? How did I keep myself accountable? And what didn't work for me? And that's so important. So for anyone still creating New Year's resolution, and honestly, this whole episode actually isn't just limited to New Year's resolutions. It's just long-term change or long-term goals in general also apply to the suggestions that I give. So if you're making a new change or a new resolution, I would advise you to think about three things that you are proud of from last year or the year prior I think that it can be as big as moving to a new city or getting into your dream school or it can be as small as I learned how to cook this one meal or I read one book or I drank more water, not drink more alcohol. Unless that's your goal. I mean, yeah, you got that. Do that too. But think of three things you accomplished and reflect on what motivated you to achieve those, like what steps worked for you to achieve them and how each of them made you feel along the way. I feel like using our previous accomplishments, like I said, can set a foundation that can help us when we are thinking about what's upcoming for this year. So that kind of helps set the stage. And now I kind of want to go into the different types of changes that can be made and specifically the different types of New Year's resolutions that people make. There are so many. And like I said, it's so overwhelming. So for me, it made sense in my brain to break it down into six types of goals. So one is lifestyle, two is professional, three is mental, four is physical, five is educational, and six is spiritual. And these are all, like I said, the different types of New Year's resolutions that you can have. So I know that's kind of a lot. And for people listening, you're probably like, okay, wait, what? What did she just say? So I kind of want to give some examples that I would have for each of those topics, because in all transparency, I don't really have my New Year's resolution set, which is probably really contradictory for me making this episode. I have an idea and these examples that I give are ones that I have, but I don't really have a plan for how I want to navigate that yet. So this episode is also me talking to myself too. But some of my examples for those six types are first for lifestyle, I want to find a vacation every day. And I know that sounds as vague as the examples I gave before and the suggestions on what not to do, but bear with me. What I mean by that is people are always like, oh, I'll be happy once my vacation comes up in a month. Or, you know, I'm stressed out now, but oh, breaks in a couple of weeks. I'll be happy then. And you're just constantly waiting for the time to come to be happy and to make change and to feel content with your life. So my goal is to find a vacation every day And an example of that is like yesterday, I came home from my ski trip and my vacation was sitting in the basement and watching a TV show and not talking to anybody. (laughs) That sounds like (laughs) really isolated, but it was something that I was looking forward to. It was something that made me happy and just like a small vacation in every day instead of waiting your whole life and looking back on it and realize you just wasted your whole life. My next example under the professional category is... Well, I would obviously love to grow this podcast. That's probably number one on my professional goals because even though that isn't really like my career or anything, it's something that I'm working on. It's an industry I kind of want to go into. And it's something that is just a project for me. And I also am graduating college. So I want to have a good full-time job in a city that I want to be located in. And that's just a resolution for me. The third type is mental. And One of my biggest resolutions is allowing myself to slow down and have more like chill time. I feel like I am always go, go, go. And I definitely thrive when I'm doing stuff. I'm an extroverted person. I love being around people. But I think as I've gotten older, I'm burning out so much faster. And I feel like I put way too much on my plate like at all times so I just want to be able to force myself to slow down more and one of the ways I want to do that is no phone time 30 minutes before bed. I feel like that probably sounds really minimal to a lot of people but it goes a long way especially for someone like me who uses TikTok. I'll be scrolling for like two hours and then realize it's 1 30 and I'm like okay I did not need to be doing that for so long. So getting off my phone 30 minutes before bed sets like an intentional amount of time where I can just sit there, be chill, and let my brain just like slow down. The fourth topic is physical. And for that, I want to work out five times a week. And again, these are all just suggestions for me. They're suggestions that I want to do and I might not even go through with them. But whatever works for you, you do it. Again, just giving examples. But I've been working through that 12 330 treadmill exercise and I absolutely love it. It's literally just walking for anyone who's wondering. It's nothing that crazy just walking at an incline. And I love that. So I kind of want to stick that out because for a lot of people like me, working out can mean a lot of different things. It's so vague. So having one exercise that I stick to, I feel like works really well. The fifth type of New Year's resolution is educational. And like I said, I'm in college, so I feel like this one is pretty easy for me And I kind of just want to be fully engaged for my classes this last semester. And (laughs) like I said, it's my last semester, so that might be kind of difficult, but I would love to get all A's. But outside of college, because this year will go on further than me being in college, which I can't even think about right now, but I want to read one book every month. I feel like A month is a perfect length of time, like 30, 31 days is the perfect challenge to finish a book, but also isn't rushing me where I get to the point where I'm stressed out and I'm rushing through the book. The last type is spiritual. And if you're not spiritual, if you're not religious, totally fine. Again, this is just another category. But like I said in the educational section, I want to read a book every month. And I have so many books that are recommended to me that like friends have recommended about The afterlife, or like society, and things like that, that I just want to read. And I feel like that kind of stuff, on top of like either praying or gratitude before bed every night, goes a long way. So, now that I gave you examples on stuff that I will probably implement, I want to kind of go over how to think of your own. So, I'm sure we all have stuff that we'd love to change or implement, or goals we want to achieve. So, I feel like the best way to kind of go about that is getting a pen and paper and just writing them all down. And I want to emphasize too that writing stuff down is always better than typing them out because I feel like when you write stuff down, you're more likely to remember it, you're more focused on what you're writing, and you're just more honed in on what you're doing. So, after you kind of let your brain run and write everything down, Go back and literally either pick one for each topic or choose a topic that I just went over or even just pick one or two resolutions you want to focus on. And then once you pick those, literally go backwards. And what I mean by that is say your resolution is to lose 20 pounds or to move to a new location or whatever it is, take that end goal and backtrack. Write down the steps it will take to achieve that goal, whether it's saving X amount of dollars each month or working out for X amount of minutes each week, then implement that into steps. That is the basis for setting and making your realistic goals. These steps are the key factor for success and for the longevity for those goals to work in the end. It's so common for resolutions to lead to like disappointment or like a lack of progress because people just lose motivation. Like many times everyone starts off strong and you've seen like all of the videos or even like the gyms being packed the first couple of weeks in January and then they slowly lose people as the years go on because people just lose motivation. Having a simple plan and breaking up your resolution into steps makes it so much more likely to achieve. It's also helpful to like set deadlines for reaching these certain milestones or completing certain tasks So in that way, I feel like setting up steps is the best by breaking up goals. And that probably makes absolutely no sense. But what I mean by that is breaking up your goals into daily, weekly, and monthly goals. So this I kind of love because it gives you an opportunity to have a deadline or have a set period of time that you want to achieve little steps that lead to your end goal. So for example, say you want to eat healthier you want to be less bloated, look more confident, feel more confident, lose weight, not feel like shit every time you finish a meal, you could break that down into your steps being daily, eat one healthy meal a day, or weekly, eat seven healthy meals a week, or monthly, eat 30 healthy meals a month, and keeping track of that, or your daily, weekly, and monthly goals don't all have to be the same thing. They can be completely different, like mine, where I want to read one book a month, and For some people, maybe in January you want to eat healthier and then in February you want to learn a new instrument or whatever it may be. But having those goals broken up into the daily, weekly, or monthly steps makes your plan so much more likely to have success in the end. And also, like I mentioned before, writing stuff down makes it so much more likely to happen. So if you decide on a resolution, you could always write down your weekly, monthly, and daily goals. I did that backwards, I think. I don't even know. But writing down those goals step by step so that you have a plan, it's laid out, and it's more likely to happen. So next, I want to go into how to be successful with these goals, like how to overcome challenges and not lose motivation. So like I said, the biggest challenge is that lack of motivation because it's so easy to start off so strong and get excited about a new change or a new goal and then lose steam along the way or get sidetracked by other responsibilities. This is where that importance of jotting down stuff is very important. And also I would advise you to jot down why you want to achieve that goal why it's so important to you, what you don't like right now that needs changing so that when you're losing that motivation, you can look back and be like, okay, yeah, that's why I'm doing this. Another way to overcome these challenges is to make something about it exciting. Like implement something about your resolution that makes you more excited to do it. So, say you hate reading books, but your New Year's resolution is to read a certain amount of books. You could put on like your favorite sweatshirt or find a new spot to sit and read that book. Find a peaceful area where you can go and just read. And having something like that makes it more exciting or more fun. Another way too is to make something about it habitual. We are all creatures of habit. We all do the same thing every day without even thinking twice about it. So, if you can make part of the resolution you want to achieve, part of your habit you're more likely to achieve it so say you want to eat healthier or have more healthy snacks and not binge when you come home at the end of the day maybe before you leave for the day or for school or for work you set out a healthy snack on your table so that right when you walk in at the end of the day you see it it's easy to grab and becomes a habit for you and that habit can also be preparing it in the morning make it part of your breakfast routine or preparing your lunch make sure you're preparing that snack with it so that it becomes a habit and you're more likely to do it. Another way to overcome these challenges is to remind yourself of the benefits and celebrate the small victories. Progress is what helps with that lack of motivation. When you see progress in the change you want to be made, you're more likely to continue with that. And I feel like a lot of people wait until the very end of their journey or say you're starting something in January. They wait till December to be excited and celebrate it. That is not going to work. You have to celebrate the small victories along the way. You have to celebrate the small progress and notice the changes that are made to keep you going. Another important tip is to surround yourself by like motivated people. This is literally so, so important. I think I read one time that you are a combination of the top five people you spend the most time with and that kind of goes a long way because Everyone that you spend your time with rubs off on you in some way or another. And I know that at the bottom line and at the core, you're still your own person, but seeing people motivated and seeing people achieve things and being surrounded by people like that helps you stay more motivated and makes you more likely to achieve those. And that's not to say like completely ditch your friends, ditch your family and find new people. That's not it at all. I'm just saying to be cognizant of the people you give your energy to and the people you surround yourself with. Lastly, I want to talk about staying accountable with these goals. Experiencing setbacks is so normal and I feel like that is something so taboo and things that you just don't see on social media because everyone's just posting about the good and the progress and oh my God, look how much weight I lost in a month by this fancy dancy drink. Like no one talks about things that don't work. So it's hard to not feel like you failed when you experience a setback or disappointed along your journey. So my advice to you is if you experience it, Know what's normal, but ultimately be accountable. If you are not accountable, you're going to let yourself cheat. You're going to let yourself quit. And if you keep going with whatever journey you're on, you're going to allow yourself to give up more because you accepted it once. So in that sense, if you do experience a setback, make up for it. If you forget to cook a healthy meal today, cook two tomorrow. If you forget to reach out to an old friend this week, reach out to two next week. Just make up for it and hold yourself accountable is the biggest thing. Another way to do so is sharing your goal or better yet, sharing your resolution itself with a family or friend. So say it's working out, maybe find a workout buddy or maybe find someone to read books with or someone to cook with, whatever that may be, or just sharing these resolutions with people so that they can ask you about it and keep you accountable goes a long way. Lastly, a small tip I have for staying accountable is following good people on social media If you're following people who post motivational stuff or threads on Twitter on how to achieve X, Y, and Z, you're more likely to be happy with yourself and stay motivated and not feel disappointed versus following those influencers who are constantly posting what's going well in their life and all the good stuff that's going on and these unattainable goals that they have and successes that they're achieving. And this goes back to kind of the people you surround yourself with. The same goes for the content that you filled your social media feeds with or the books you read to fill your brain with. All of that is so important for you to stay on track and for you to stay focused on what's right. So I kind of rambled on about New Year's resolutions, how to find it, what works, what doesn't, how to stay accountable. And I gave some of my own examples that I wanna implement and maybe will, maybe won't, who knows, we'll see. But I wanted to share a couple of examples that I saw or I've heard people doing just to share with you guys, just in case you don't wanna go through all the dirty work on finding your own resolutions. Maybe you can just pick one of these. My first is drinking eight cups of water a day. It sounds so stupid, but I've been starting to do this and it makes me feel a lot better. And the way that I easily achieve this is just filling up like a large water bottle. That way I only have to like, refill it a certain amount of times a day and it's just in front of me and I don't even think about drinking it and boom, eight cups of water a day done. Another example that I saw that I absolutely love is giving two compliments out every day. That's so simple. It can make someone's day and I just feel like it's a cute little simple one that's easy to implement. Another one is minimizing screen time. I love this one and this is so easy to do because you can use your settings function to track your screen time. And kind of keep yourself accountable using that. And another idea to achieve this certain one is relocating your apps on your phone. For me, I can literally be blindfolded and log on my phone and click on any social media app that I wanted to right now because I know where they're all located. Like I don't even have to think twice about it. My fingers just go to it and click on it. So in that sense, I feel like relocating your social media apps would completely help and help minimize screen time. Another resolution is volunteering more. I love volunteering. It's kind of the same realm as like giving a compliment to someone else because you're doing things for other people with absolutely no reciprocation. You're giving up your time to help someone else and that just makes you feel better. It makes the world a better place and even if you do it once a month, I feel like it can make a huge difference. Lastly, (laughs) my last favorite New Year's resolution that I've heard is from my own brother. Shout out. And for anyone that knows him, knows that this is very on brand and will probably go a very long way. He is taking three deep breaths before he places any sports bet. And just a moment of gratitude for that. I am so proud of you. You're going to kill it. You got this. (laughs) That is actually probably my favorite resolution because it's so specific and it's so awesome. I absolutely love that. So that is all I have for this week's episode, the main part of it, before I get into the hot take. I, like I said, know I rambled on a little bit, but New Year's resolutions just have so much pressure around it. And everyone emphasizes how they should be making change and you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And just take a moment to reflect on the year past before you jump into 2023 Seriously, we went through a whole year together. I mean, you're still here. For whatever reason, you're still listening to me, and I'm super thankful for that. But just take a moment to reflect on your past year before you implement goals for this upcoming one. And when you do, make your goals specific. Make them attainable. No need to be all crazy. No need to get out your seven-page planner and be writing all these intricate steps down. Just keep it simple. And, of course, make sure to add listening to The Sent With Emphasis every Tuesday to news resolution. Besides that, actually, you don't even need another resolution. That's all you need. There, I got it for you. I'm doing all the heavy work for you guys. You got this. All right, hot take section. Today, I have two hot takes, and my first is that I would rather be cold than warm. And I guess I should probably rephrase it. I'd rather be cold than hot because it's not like I'd rather be freezing cold than like room temperature. But if I'm in a situation where I'd rather be like extremely cold or extremely hot, I'd always pick extremely cold. And I feel like a lot of people might disagree with that because they like, you know, warm climates, the sun and everything kind of relates to being hot or like warm. And I definitely agree with that. Like, it's not like I hate the beach or like hate the sun, but I feel like I'm more overstimulated when I'm warm. Like when I'm extremely cold, I feel like I still have... Thoughts and they can still kind of like navigate my way through situations and think clearly. When I'm hot, I'm just like sweaty, I'm angry, I'm overstimulated, and I'm just overall overwhelmed. Another reason too is I feel like when I'm cold, it's easier to warm up versus when I'm hot, I like cannot cool down. Like, you want to put an ice pack on your neck? It's going to melt. You want to drink cold water? That's going to melt. Everything just melts. Whereas, like, if I'm cold I can just wrap a blanket around me and like yeah I'll still be freezing but I still feel like it takes me less time to warm up than it would cool down if I was warm I don't know I also feel like I am always warm and I hate that like I just hate being warm and I also like sleeping when it's like freezing like I love the room that I sleep in to be cold I love being like wrapped up and cozied in with blankets whereas when I'm hot I'm like miserable and I can't sleep cold just has like a like warm cozy feeling to it that I can't really explain but it just makes it better than hot any day of the week I feel like I've always said that too I think I've always been this way all right my second hot take which is <laughs> kind of related I guess maybe kind of not actually it's probably not related at all but I think cold sandwiches are better than warm sandwiches like in that sense I think that sub sandwiches Are just better cold. Like when I think sandwich, I think like deli meat or like a refrigerated sandwich or like Jimmy John's. And that probably comes from my favorite food being Jimmy John's. Like genuinely, I will not argue this with anyone. I think Jimmy John's is the very best sandwich place on earth. I absolutely love it. But comparing that, like a cold sandwich or like a sub sandwich to like a toasted panini, just doesn't even compare. I feel like sandwiches should be cold. And when they're warm, they're great. Like, they're definitely good, but they're not as good as they could be when they're cold. Another part of that, too, is I put chips on my sandwiches. Like, I like my sub sandwiches to just have chips on it. And doing that when it's warm just isn't right. Like, it makes the chips soggy. It's all weird. I don't really know what's going on there. I just don't like it. Also, like, Think about when you're growing up and you're in, like, a tournament or you're at, like, a sporting event or something like that and someone brings you sandwiches. Like, they're always cold. Like, everyone's used to, like, the Subway sandwiches or, like, the deli meat sandwiches that the concession stands have. Like, think about that being a warm sandwich. It just doesn't feel right. And I know a lot of people will argue, like, oh, like, pot bellies and chibaha and, like, toasted paninis like that are better than sub sandwiches. And I don't know. I just... I disagree. They're definitely good. They're just not as good as cold sandwiches. I don't (laughs) really know why both of my hot takes had something to do with temperatures. Like these were both really random. They were not intended to relate by any means. So that's just kind of funny how that worked out. But that is all I have for this week's episode. I hope it helped you out. I hope it made the New Year's resolution kind of pressure and chaotic energy that it has around it a little bit more organized for you just remember to make it easy keep it simple and work on whatever you want to work on and if new year's resolutions aren't for you then whatever no need to just do your thing and remember to own who you are mean what you say and whatever you do do it with emphasis baby I will see you next Tuesday